Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And here we go. Just on a hot roll. Yeah. Although you will note, yeah. not a video. <laughs> no video. <laughs> we're not sure if we're having technical difficulties or follow-through difficulties. But whatever it is, there's no video right now. It was fake news. Yeah. We just fake played a little trick on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone probably feels about our trickery, Becca. Is they really wanted that unflattering video of us yeah. that we started. Yeah. Right. Um. So, oh. here we are. Oh, I, I had a thing I wanted to say, but you should say whatever that is first. Whatever my thing is. Uh-huh. I was going to say that in a surprise plot twist that none of us saw coming, I got ahead on Christmas. Wow. Yep. And it's so... Cute. I saw it on some random suggested post on the internet. It was like, I, so I don't know who is responsible for the inspiration here. But mm-hmm. um, somebody had made Christmas ornaments that really genuinely look like jadeite. Like, very mm-hmm. pretty. Like, look tell like me how. jadeite ornaments. Well, I'll tell you how. I ordered some clear plastic ornaments. You know, like just yeah. those little clear ones. I got them on Etsy and I think they came from China. But they are in really groovy shapes. So, some kind of okay. like, yeah, you know, just fun shapes, not just round. And then I went down to Benjamin Moore and had them match a color that is actually a really bad color on its own. But then I just got a little sample paint pot and poured it like inside the yeah. things and then dumped them from one to the next. And they are so cute. And the actual... I might need to imitate you on Yeah, this. because look, look, look. I have a picture. Um, because when it's inside the plastic, it actually makes it look really glossy yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, everything. Why'd you use Benjamin Moore to match the color perfectly uh, instead match, of getting like an art paint? Well, because kind? the art paint is so stupidly expensive for a oh, little okay. bottle and I needed a lot, but like, Oh yeah, they're very cute. Isn't that great? They actually are rocking some of the like, like they look like a fabulous jello mold. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> they're cute. And, but that is like not a good color. You see what I'm saying? But when you, when it's oh, inside, but it's, yeah, they're really cute. It's really cute. I might imitate you on mm-hmm. this because well, I've been looking, I did also recently make a, can I do this on my phone while it's recording? Can I, I show think, you a picture? I think if you try, we might run into problems, but who can say? Who can? Let's find out. It looks like it's still following me along here. Um, I also recently made a Christmas ornament that is oh, oh, cute. that is actually that's just random fabric that I had to try it. Uh-huh. But I it's actually is cute. It was a folded fabric. It's called a yeah. Swedish star oh, it's and really it's cute. all folded fabric mm-hmm. and fun. So mm-hmm. Yeah, this is these good. are so then the little caps are like a really shiny silver that I'm going to yeah. I'm going to age a little bit. I'm going to do something a little rub and buff make, them a little bit to make them more dark. But don't they? I mean, they yeah, look really like cute. thick glass. Like, yeah, they're, they're very really, cute. But they're also like break proof because they are or plastic not after that much all. of a loss if you do yes, break them. Yes, exactly. But that's super fun. Anyhow, I'm just way to get ahead upon the Christmas. I made a bunch of them because I have this very definite vibe that this is the year I've got to refurbish the tree because I took all of Knox's ornaments 
Like, every year, I have a box for each Mm -hmm. kid of their personal ornaments that, you know, we hang on the tree. But I've given the box to Knox, and I've given the box to Gemma, and I've given the box to Belle. And I just felt like this is the time for me to spruce it up. up. And so, I started with a load of fake jadeite. (laughs) That's really cute. I like it. I know. And it was actually super fast. And I I still think one of the cutest things I ever did was black and white houndstooth tied in little tied on it Mm -hmm. and it was good and that was a long time ago i should come back around to it but i could see that being cute with the things like this i know it's fun i I randomly found too when i was rearranging some stuff and i have no memory of why but inside a wooden box that i was using to i had a big tree a big potted tree and it was the pot was sitting on top of this wooden box so i had not looked in it in a long time and what was in it was a bag of pine cones. Big, big pine cones. <laughs> and so I don't know why or how. It's time to uh, gild yourself but a pine I cone. I was like, maybe I should do something with that. But I haven't decided what. But I do have I've I've a gone bag there. Of pine cones. I'm trying to remember what why have I gone there with a pine cone before? Because mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. no helpful here's I have no helpful tips, but I know in my heart that there are really helpful yeah, tips yeah. that it was something like in order to effectively paint a pine cone, you need to do something else first. Like mm. it was like dipping the whole thing in Elmer's glue or something. It was something <laughs> that was like, Oh wow. That's interesting. You know, one of those that's like funny. good. Well, oh, I'm pretty Becca, sure I've spray painted pine cones before and it didn't seem like it was hard. I have to tell you something excellent. Okay. I am in a Facebook group for people this is like a big reveal about how you spend your time. Okay. You know, I'm on ready. accident. I'm ready. For people who own the same mixer that I have. The ink. Okay. Ink well, Harsh you Scrum, do have a very the, niche mixer. Ink, well, but I don't actually need a Facebook group for it. But because of this Facebook group, it's people often sharing recipes that they made in their ink. And um, I don't know. I hit, This is how I've come by many interesting tidbits it's like looking at a magazine that is curated by no one because <laughs> there's a lot of things that sure. blow by that sure. are just unattractive and uninteresting in all the ways but then someone who's clearly like a professional baker at right. home blasts right. out with things that boggle the mind and make me order strange cookie molds and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I like to, it keeps me on my toes sure. having these things. Yeah. Well, somebody posts this <laughs> beautiful, beautiful pretzel rolls that they made. Pretzels okay. and pretzel rolls. Okay. And it really is like, spoke to you. you've killed it. Now, this is the funny part. It was just like, wow, those are beautiful. And then in the background of my life is the case that the last time I ordered lye for a lye bath for pretzels, I think Shad or Moe was a newborn. This time, and then I got rid of it because it was very delusional when I ordered lye thinking I was going to do a lye bath for I feel like I didn't know that lye was involved in pretzels. Why do I not know that? It is what's what gets them that really dark brown, shiny okay. surface. So okay. if you're making a real Are authentic pretzel. Are you supposed pretzel, to eat lye? 
No, but you, super caustic, you have to do it with rubber gloves and possibly safety goggles. Well, that's but what the I heat, thought. Yeah. The heat neutralizes everything, chemically changes it so it's at a, it is food safe. Okay. Only with things that are baking. It like, seems like you don't want a lie bath hanging around with little kids. No, hand. and that's why the last time I ordered it, I then was like, what? kind of delusion was I suffering and I got I hid it in the garage in the top shelf <laughs> and then when we moved I found it again it was like what even Rachel and I got rid of it sure but then I wonder if this is actually something I've done more than one time in a postpartum fog because I currently <laughs> own food lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've had it for about eight months, probably, and oh, Ezra's ten yeah. months. So yeah. possibly I get into a fit okay. of needing probably. lye in the house. Probably. Anyways, all this is to say, there are these beautiful pretzel rolls, and whoever made them is clearly someone that gets a uh -huh. thing done correctly. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But one of the first comments is from someone being like, "Thanks for the recipe. I made these." with a picture and I think I wept I was so delighted <laughs> here we have okay here we have the original okay soft pretzel logs yeah, they're, like they're yeah pretty. They're, they're beautiful pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this gorgeous glossy little pretzel baguette shaped yeah, things yeah. and then somebody submits for further comment their own one that it looks like they've been like pre-chewed there is no <laughs> explanation for the but shaping of the no, slashes no the salt has clogged up and fallen in kerchungums they look, they it's look like, like badly shaped and overbaked baguette stumps or possibly lazy boy <laughs> armrests <laughs> Anyways, oh, it, but the it's funny good. part is, I don't know if it speaks to some perversity of character that that made this recipe far more inspirational. Oh, like, yeah. it made me way more like, okay, okay, okay. Now if I we have... can go this far wrong, <laughs> I need to, I need to try this. You know, yeah. like I need yeah, to, I need to get out there and find out reals. where on the spectrum of mm -hmm. pretzel logs, mm -hmm. yeah, I well, will land on. Other I haven't done it yet, though. Assorted projects that I'm running amok with right now. I mean, we have we've got some babies coming, you know. Yes, you do. We've got we've got a little peanut Dixon coming in December, and then we have a little Buster Hawthorne. Buster is an undetermined gender yet, so Buster I sounds can't like say a boy. That. It Baby sounds like Hawthorne. a boy, but we may have to adjust. But Currently, they, they go by the names Peanut and Buster. Anyways, uh, but we know that Peanut is a girl. And so, it means that I should be making some things. Yeah. And do you remember the thing I did last summer with the dresses that I assembly lined for myself? Uh-huh. Before traveling? I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast, uh -huh. but I got the pattern I wanted. Yeah. And then dumped different fabric patterns into the sewing pattern shapes yeah, and then printed them on the fabric already so that you could just cut around the edges. Well, I'm realizing just the depth of possibilities there are mm. 
for baby clothes and baby things when you do it that way. And so I have like a really cute, it has not arrived yet, so we'll see if it's cute when it comes, but a little baby hat that's like printed with a really cute floral, mm. Where, but it's the shape, so you can just cut it out and make a little baby hat, baby blankets. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's options out there right mm-hmm. now options. Indeed there are. So I have kind of a lot of files open in my computer at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting ahead on grandma town. I wonder how many cute baby hats could be made out of one yard of knit Mm. fabric. A lot. A lot. A lot. So that's why I I agree. on, On one chunk of fabric I have like the front and back of a blanket. And... Another big chunk of just printed that you could do something. You should with. do some kind of if and it's it's a knit. So are you sewing okay. it on well, your? You should borrow my very nice serger. Really? Yeah, I do have a very nice serger. So if you're trying to go, I have a serger, but I wouldn't call it a very nice serger. Mm. In fact, I'd call it a pretty junky serger. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you'd go that far. I would, would go that far. So um, my. <laughs> My serger is a nice one. Okay. <laughs> but it, I bought it used, but it comes with... <laughs> it's like the reason, in a nutshell, there is an example on the cover of the like user manual mm-hmm. that is an example of why we all need to learn how to do more than one thing. Oh. It's like... It is like if you got a serger... And you are like, every day for the rest of your life, you have to try to come up with a new thing to do with your surger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a woman. Pretty soon you're making pretzels a, with your surger. <laughs> it was a woman modeling this, like, fancy jacket with, like, some kind of a bizarre collar that stands up that I think. I mean, I'm like, it has, like, these elements where there's like raw serger edges everywhere Everywhere. like a basket weave of surged pieces (laughs) on the lapel (laughs) (laughs) and you just think you know yeah you don't have to you don't you could you could actually stop making embellishments with your serger but if you want to actually wrap up the knit fabric in a nice way okay you should use my nicer because i was on the baby hat little thing. I did watch a few tutorials online of people who have made baby hats for the public to learn from. And I I legit purchased the download pattern because I wasn't going to just go ripping them off, you know, so I sure. paid $1.99 for the download. Okay. And then <clears throat> the... Just make sure, I just have to say this because the head's of prefab hats for babies frequently don't match up to the heads yeah, of babies themselves. Exactly. Well, yeah. this is why I've got one sample coming. I think I've had a lot of kids who that newborn hat comes off like a yarmulke. Oh, sure. Just sure. a wee little dollop of something sure. on the back well, of your noggin. Well, this has a, a long, like, cuffs that you yeah, can okay, roll yeah, up, that'll so work. I think it'll work. But... The point here is I watched the tutorials and both tutorials had like 7.6 billion views and likes. I mean, like they were big, Uh big 
hat tutorials. Mm. And all of them, I sat there going like, what madness is this that you're up to? Because one lady was, the one thing that they do is that they they get the pattern and then they have it chunked up into eight and a half by 11 sheets. Yeah, so you print it on your so printer. you print it and then you tape it and then you cut it and then whatever. So, because I was just using the digital version and then I was... I compiled it together in my yeah. file and then I put the pattern in it and just had it printed like that. But one lady was just stressing me out by how Lucy Goose, she was taping her own pattern together. <laughs> and then without pinning it or anything, she held this contraption of taped together typing paper with one hand... <laughs> on her knit fabric and used a rotary cutter to cut out a very small curved shape. I mean, you know, cause this is like a little newborn. And hat. did it turn out? No. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, when she showed the picture of it and I was like, but you see how lopsided it is and how the stripes don't match. I think I know why. <laughs> but it actually was a cute, like, it was a cute yeah. concept. And I could tell that it's like, okay, no, this will give me a good base. You operation. should get a little pair of uh, baby pants in there, too, to, I know. to squeak them onto yeah. the same yeah. printable. Um, so, basically, this is my first shot at, like, figuring out... That'll be fun. How will this work? Because yeah, knits though it can it's hard to sew on knits and have it not look homemade. But in a very weird plot twist, Spoonflower does not have flannel. I was gonna be doing I was gonna do a stack of flannel blankets, you know. And mm. I was like, oh, this will be great because you know you always have a stack of flannel blankets. Well, yeah, but, especially December baby because yeah. you have a few months where yeah. you really need the flannel. But they don't have flannel. Which you is know who I has... know that they used to. So I don't know what happened there. But I remember specifically one really cozy blanket that one of my kids had that we used for swaddling them and everything. And it was a knit. So I was like, okay, I'll just try it. And it might be a horrible bomb. I actually, so I'm, I'm a big it. believer <clears throat> in the multi-blanket textures. So I do the double flannel in the winter for baby mm -hmm. blankets. But mm -hmm. I also always like the thick knit um ones and okay so you're not opposed to a knit like no i always have i, I have like four I ezra has any brand ezra has it. four look right here I, isn't there okay, this, this is, is a flannel. flannel one and then i think that there's and that's cute i like did he's you he's wearing yeah the big cool cuff on it yeah he's wearing oh that is a knit is and i love those sided? no that but one's it not have but a it has a binding on it yeah. and okay. i they're really nice for Lots of reasons. There's well, lots of times. Well, so I that. have, it's really cute, actually. The one that I did is really very cute. And I did it to be double-sided knit. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if I could actually get two blankets out of it. Well, you might be able to. But The thing with baby blankets, as it's my big tip to everyone with babies, is uh, wash the baby. You need a lot of blankets because you yeah. wash them all the time. Yeah. You want them to smell sweet and fresh. Babies all the time, yeah. They are, can go sour they quick. They can. And, it, and it's important to keep your baby smelling delicious. It so, really is. I'm like, it really that's, is. you know. Well, I'm sure I've spoken of this quite at length before because I have strong feelings about it. But we did travel when our kids were little. 
and they were very little and they were all together at once in a mob very small and reckless and you know how people are when they see you coming yeah and it was like before taking your kids somewhere where they are likely to be an affliction to the public I'm like make them look cute have them be clean have their hair be fixed Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference about whether you get people on your side at the front end or if you don't yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and the thing is it doesn't take long to put just a cute little clip with a bow in your little girl's hair and get it out of her face Mm -hmm. you know like that's a pretty swift little move I used to make those all the time as those little what do you call them like a little alligator clip yeah um and just do a cute little ribbon bow on it and it just you can constantly keep it just out of their face before their hair is like long enough to Mm -hmm. do anything with so yeah this is a very sudden change of subject that I didn't mean it to be this sudden but I meant to bring this up because it is today when we're recording this we're recording this on November 1st Yes. There are some of you that live in places where you're only pretending that you're having winter. And some of you, I suppose, all the way in the southern hemisphere who are hitting summer right now. Right. But the thing I was just going to say is we're at the time right before daylight savings where it is getting dark. It's getting cold enough. It's still beautiful a lot of the time, but it is cold and like this morning at 7 o'clock, it feels like 4 in the morning. It's like so Mm -hmm. dark. and. Mm Um, getting, you know, it's just getting to the time of year where the temptation for people to fuss about the weather gets much bigger. True. And I just wanted to say this because I was like, some things I feel like is just really helpful in your life. If you be like, this is how it is. I will not be a fuss about the weather person. Yeah. And the reason that I think is really funny, Nate says this, and it's very accurate, that it really reveals a lot about a person when they fuss about the weather. <laughs> and it was like, and, but the primary thing that it reveals is that you're acting like, like the weather is so handed to us directly from God. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. even filtered through it's other. Not, it's not like it's, it's not, not even like a blessing through the county government. No. So like if you tend to get a little bit of a fuss about like, you know, road work, like yeah. that is at least not it, I'm not saying you That's should. That's the county government. I'm saying you should. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> don't do that. But at the same time, at least when you do that, you're not, it's not like, it's like Christians rolling out of bed in the morning and going down to see what God made them for breakfast and consistently fussing about it. Like being like, like the, and yeah. I was thinking about that. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Like about the weather is actually so kind of primary in the, mm, this is yeah. the day the Lord has made. Like, of course he made your duties for you to do and your, you know, other things about mm-hmm. the day too that mm-hmm. you should rejoice and be glad in, but specifically the, the weather, day. like actually, the literally, day. this is the day. This is and and that's kind of the thing with all of the like I hate Mondays or this is that like any yeah. of that kind of like I have a tood about something that is so directly from God <laughs> that it shows that I'm like not correctly oriented. Yeah. As being a receiver of gifts and kindnesses yeah. from God. Oh, absolutely. And 
I just think it's a good time, like, for all of you people, and especially, okay, so where we are, we have plenty of people who are moving here from other places, Mm -hmm. and it can be a major temptation because of, like, if you haven't experienced snow your whole life, it takes up a lot of mental bandwidth that you're living (laughs) in a place that has winter (laughs) or whatever. And, and so I think the temptation though, to start being like deciding and I don't like it and I won't, I will not be happy about it and I'm going to be sorry for myself and Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. it better where the cucumbers and melons are growing the leeks of Egypt. Back in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's just mm-hmm. it's just a thing. But I, what I was going to say, specifically with moms, there are so many things that shape your kids' childhoods. And this is one of the things that you have, like, Absolutely. it's so basic and so almost something you wouldn't think to address in yourself. <laughs> Ezra's thinking to address it in you. It's going to blow a little raspberry. But I'm saying sometimes we don't think to address it in ourselves that this is like a yeah. temptation. But the reality is if you're a little kid and your mom has a mood about the weather all the time, mm-hmm. that's actually, that's pretty formative. Wow, he's really, <laughs> it's, it's formative. Right, it it's a it's a it formative is. thing that your mother was not grateful for yeah. rain. She was not grateful for sleety days or windy days or dark days or I think snow. You need to be the kind of mom who says, "Kids, come look out the window. Look how beautiful this is. Yes, look at the light." Look at the wind. Oh, my word. Are you seeing the leaves? But even... And I'm not trying to say... I don't pretend that the weather of every day is my most favorite ever. It's not like I feel like you have to do that. Like, I know I've had conversations with my kids like, wow, what a weird day. Or it's so dark. Or, you know, (laughs) whatever. But not... Like, don't allow yourself this indulgence into... um, It's like a... I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes I think we just, there are areas where we let ourselves loose that we should not let ourselves loose. And the weather feels to people like it's an inanimate object that they may be Mm -hmm. angry with. Do you want to turn off? One of, one of my, um, temptations, much more of a temptation than the weather is the dogs (laughs) because the dogs can be incredibly dog-like. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they're being sweet and they play outside a lot and they're just not the worst thing that ever happened to you. But if the dogs start being bad, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my feeling of grievance can go to the moon and back in (laughs) much less time. Much less time. And, And it makes me laugh because, as it turns out, I have a lot more... Uh, instinctive I think it's because I have a lot more instinctive restraint and self rebuke about how I feel about children Yes, like you would never like your kids could do absolute Mm -hmm. uh, bad things in your house you know like Judah 
back in the toddling days filling the toilet with potatoes yes. or whatever, like yes. flushing potatoes, which really is a treat. <laughs> but they could do something like that. Yeah. But but you would not ever, I hope, no mother leaps to the we should get rid of him. <laughs> But if a dog puts me out, I'm like, if I could get rid of this dog without being a villain, I would. <laughs> like, like, you have to, but, but the point that I'm trying to make there is that the restraints need to be there. Like, it needs to be there for me with the dog. I, it's okay for me to talk differently about the dog than I would about my children. But it's not okay for me to indulge in being angry or... Put like like well okay even though it's just the dog and I think in a weird way was it last time that I was saying that I feel like course jesting is the broken mm. window thing yeah that really could lead this to much that bigger too. issues yeah. this is that it's like if you are the sort of person who sits and fusses about something yes as basic and as much of a blessing as the weather actually is from God. Mm-hmm. And you allow that to take root in your heart. It's not going to stop there. Like that ungrateful complaining attitude isn't going to just remain only in that department. No, because it ends up that you start venting. This is actually a really important issue. That's like, but the reality is say, let's write a hypothetical anecdote about my, that could happen in my life. Let's okay. say that I actually am kind of fed up with mess that's in the house that sure that people should have you know like where you're like oh people know better than to leave these things in the sink or to do this wrong or to do whatever mm-hmm. and say that I am actually that I do actually have some temptations to overcome in that regard mm-hmm. like I'm being tempted to fuss mm-hmm. well then a dog runs into the house with sure. muddy paws and flings dirt clods everywhere yeah from between their toes Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, if I decide in that moment that it's just the dog, you're but you're actually bringing a lot more emotional noise that shouldn't exist yes. at all in your yes. life, right? It's not just about the dirt clod. It's about me gathering up my yeah. my I have been wronged. <laughs> <laughs> everything and venting it in one place where I feel like I can get away with it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like venting it in a place where you feel like it's just, this is justice. Well, but, but I want to be clear about that because this is what I was saying is a big deal. Christians are not supposed to keep their feelings in a pressure cooker. Right? right. Like if I walk in the kitchen and I see that my kids were in a hurry this morning and there is a big, mess that got left mm-hmm. somehow for me. I'm not supposed to stuff that somewhere for it to come out later. <laughs> right. Like, right. If I am like frustrated, then I need to confess it. Like yeah. if I think if I think, oh wow, I have apparently not instructed my children well in this place, mm-hmm. then I should probably confess that and be like, Lord help me, you know, yeah. do a better job. I, I'd like to put a little pause button on here and say, most of the time, you probably don't need to do that. You probably need, yeah. like, if you're the sort of person who's getting annoyed that people didn't clean up after themselves, you probably don't need to crack down harder yeah. on that. Yeah. You need to be more gracious, more generous, yeah. more giving, yeah. 
less, you need to do things like, instead of Lord, help me show them how bad they are. Yes. You need to pray, Lord, help me bless them today. And then make muffins or something. Like do, do a different, do a different. And sometimes if your impulse is to say, Lord, help me show them how bad they are. You should reflect that maybe God is giving you the chance to see how bad you are. Which is an amazing... <laughs> he, the thing is, is that I get so many chances of that. Well, I get a lot of opportunities. I feel like I'm probably going to step in it here Can with you this example. Can you pass that to him? I can't. In a way um, that will... I, I will probably step in it because I'm about to speak about something that I did not, in fact, read. Mm. Um, but I saw a little fracas going forth. Uh-oh. Here go, easy. I saw a little fracas going forth on the internet. I don't know, maybe a month ago? Uh-huh. And it was, um, I think it was prompted by a, uh, some goofy article that somebody had written for possibly Gospel Coalition. Okay. I don't even know where it was published, so I might be maligning everyone. Okay. But I saw it going around. And it was something to do with if you get mad at Alexa, are you sinning or Siri or something? Yes, you are. And, well, the thing was is the reason I saw it is all the people just snorting their heads off about how stupid is Gospel Coalition now that they think you could sin against Alexa. Oh, that's weird. Or whatever. Okay. So, So what I'm saying is, I don't know how dumb or not dumb the original article was. And they could easily have cooked up something idiotic to feel like they needed to bring to the world's attention. I don't know. tithing mint and cumin, but (laughs) not... Yeah. Is that a chipmunk? I don't know what it is. I don't either, but I never see those here. I don't know what it is. But anyway... Uh, what I do know is all the people rolling their eyes about it, and it's sort of like as if you could actually, sin against a whatever. It's like it has nothing to do with Alexa. It's God. If you were rolling could your you eyes, could you sin yeah. against God by shouting at your computer? Yes. And also, one of the I other think questions. maybe something had to do with if you had a fake girlfriend that you were mean to, a virtual girlfriend. <laughs> Like a some kind of one of those AI pretend people, and so I think that might have been involved. I, Maybe if you that don't was... see if you don't see the deep dark, the deep dark opportunities <laughs> to go in a really bad way on this. <laughs> one of the one of the funny things about that is that it's like if you would roll your eyes at that question, you would roll your eyes at Jesus saying, "If you've looked at a woman, lusted after a woman in your heart." you've committed adultery in your heart because the the reality is the Bible does not tell us to mind our heart disposition less than we want to. It tells us to tune in at a much higher accountability level. And this is the thing. Like, so for instance, say my kids leave a mess for whatever reason. And I want to get in the, you know, you're getting ready to like, what is it? Why can't I even the the real wrestler getting up on the ropes, getting ready to leap in, leap in with a godly yeah. admonition yeah. that is in no way godly or that you know yeah. nothing. Yeah, and it's actually just me being crazy, self indulgent. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. or or when you see like, say you see a kid 
make a mistake that is like, say, say a young toddler hurts a baby. Okay. But not really on purpose. Not maliciously. Yeah, say they like try to pick up their younger yeah. sibling and kind of the baby swings mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. doinks their head on something. You know. And then you're like, that's bad. The toddler should not have done that. But then mom yelling at the toddler is doing exactly the same thing to oh, the yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's like, oh you bonged the baby's head. So now I'm gonna clobber your head <laughs> in a different way. You know, like I'm gonna yes. Yes, metaphorically. I mean, in a different way, like verbally, I'm going to come after yeah. you. And it's the same thing with like how how quick we are to find ways we think people are being inconsiderate of us and oh, never yeah. evaluating how we are inconsiderate of right. others right. all the time. Right. Or for the ultimate Jesus juke when it comes to hospitality. Okay. Feeling imposed upon. Like people uh-huh. are just taking you for granted and your work of yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be hospitality. It could just be your own family. Mm-hmm. Feeding them. People mm-hmm. are not appreciating my time in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to ask you guys. I said it would be the ultimate Jesus juke, but have you ever rolled into the Lord's Supper? <laughs> <laughs> not adequately thought through what a significant gift is. (laughs) Like, the reality is we never have appreciated it appropriately. Like, we've never, even in our most focused, most pious, we're still just lamely gesturing at gratitude. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we are so focused on how people express it to us. (laughs) I know. And you know what? This is sort of a tangent off of that. But um, I was laughing with Belle yesterday because um, this is the first year that I am not the person in charge of events at NSA. Mm -hmm. Which means that I have handed this off and Belle is doing one wing of it with organizing and um, decorating and you know, planning and all of this kind of thing. And then Jen is doing the food end of it. So it was like, we've got Mm -hmm. two different wings now, but Belle was laughing about the crew of high school kids, um, working at the last event and how much she felt like, Oh my word, this is my junior high, high school time. You know, like just seeing the like, Uh yep, there you are. Like your kids were there and everything, Uh but she was just remembering being the little peon on the crew of hosting the events and cleaning up and doing mm-hmm. the things. Was she feeling like she has a fresh pair of eyes to see what things are not funny or helpful? Maybe. Or- <laughs> I don't know. We weren't talking about that. But the one thing that I was laughing about with her is that, like, that experience of growing up helping host things. Mm. Man, does it give you a perspective on the sort of guest to not be. It does. And the sort of person that nobody appreciates having come in or the sort of person who's wonderful to have them come. You know, like, uh-huh. and it's just when you were talking about adequately expressing your gratitude, mm. it, if you're looking at it right, then that gives you the chance to be a better guest to someone else. Yeah. When you have experienced the weird, rude, 
strange, (laughs) someone who's a very difficult person to host, (laughs) someone who did it all in the ways that were calculated to be the most obnoxious, you know, like that sort of thing. Like you could either take it as a, an insult, a provocation, Mm -hmm. a frustration, all of that, or you could just roll it into the bank of notes to self. (laughs) Notes to self, but also like what, what is love sufficient to cover? Yeah. Like, is, like, genuinely, how much love can I, can I access? And when yeah. you know Christ, there's an awful lot. Yeah. Like, it's not my emotional love. It's, it's love himself, right? Like, how much love can you access to cover someone who left their socks on the yeah. ottoman? I mean, like, <laughs> do you really feel... Like everything. And seriously, women, people all the time, women, it's us, excuse their anger, their petty grievances, their little things that are entirely self-focused, self-flattering, self-focused, self-centered, really just ugly selfishness. As this is me teaching my kids a work ethic. Yeah. This is me teaching my kids yeah. whatever. And and this is the thing. There are plenty of things that I only learned as an adult when I started. Mm-hmm. Like, I only ever learned... Prob- I mean, how many... Probably all of us only ever learned what it's like if someone makes dinner for you and you just don't like it. Yeah. And you just make a kind of <laughs> about it. I only ever learned that as an adult. Sure. And when you learn it, you have a different perspective on probably what your mother put up with. (laughs) And I don't mean that we were like being horrible or rude or whatever, but you have a different perspective when you're like, I think as a kid, I don't, well, I don't know this, but you kind of feel like mom just makes dinner because it's what mom likes to do. It's just what she does. (laughs) So when mom makes something that I don't care for, the fact that I don't care for it is neither here nor there. Like mom's just churning out things. So if she Mm -hmm. makes soup, I don't like, why should I hide it from her? (laughs) Why should I not just say, I don't care for this. You know, like, why should I be more? And it's like some of those things you just don't understand until later. But you know what does not help is to lose your grip as a mother. What you want is for your kids to retrospectively think how gracious you were and how loving you were and how consistent. And not like mom was always hauling us off for a little lecture series about what a failure we are. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of... Or a lot of bad behavior that gets excused as parenting when if you were to take that same exact thing but put it into an office situation of bullying. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The supervisor to the employee. Like, like you know. Let's just say that. Let's actually say because there's a lot of behavior that if you just transfer it to somewhere else, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> And another right. one of those would be really um, thinking you're being a helpmate to your husband mm. when you're actually being, like, a very bossy nanny. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like, I'm coming in with my... Well, the wives who try to mother their husbands, mm. that's just a bad look. Just 
bad look, ladies. Don't yeah. do it. Well, okay, but the thing, I want to circle back around to this because what I was trying to say is when you have, when in that hypothetical situation where I feel myself tempted to really be far more nasty about the dogs or the dog situation, yeah. I, it is pretty much universally a sign that I have not been dealing with other things in a quick and godly sure. manner. Yeah. So instead, and I'd like to just be clear that I am not, I, I like how I say these things and then I'm like, I just want to be clear that I'm not raging around the house about <laughs> our dogs, but I, if, <laughs> if there was no such thing as conviction of the Holy Spirit, I could be talked into doing that. But... <laughs> The emotional fodder is there, Uh but the actual follow-through, thank the Lord, has not been. But that's not to say I'm aware of this because of the temptation to just be like, I hate her. I hate this dog. She's so mean to me. Like, and whatever. So, but what I was going to say is that the importance in the Christian life of not having things that are building up in some vessel within yourself to blast out yes. at yes. the first kind of it's it's actually what grandpa always said about what's the bucket full of because the yep. bucket is going to get jostled yep and if your heart is a bucket that's full to the brim of something sweet and it gets jostled then what comes out is sweet yeah and if you are brouhahaing up a big tea of bitterness and malice and unkindness and selfishness and whatever it is and and somebody bumps into you like what's gonna spill out everywhere is just gonna be yucky and it's and you don't I mean do I need to say it you don't want that (laughs) well it just it reveals what was in your heart it's like out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so when those words come out, it reveals what was inside before the words. You know what I mean? Like exactly. It, it just reveals the situation that was already in place. Right. And if what's inside of you, what you're actually cultivating all the time, is a faithful awareness of God's kindness to you and gratitude and joy and whatever, then when someone just runs into you full speed... What comes out is not going to be, I hate you and I can't believe you did this and you're always the worst. You know, like, that's just not going to be what's coming out. And so it's not like, okay, but this reminds me of something. I have a, this was bad news for me. (laughs) What was, okay, Facebook on my feed says, because you signed up for cash offers... I have no idea what that (laughs) is. I don't think I, I mean, it must've been an accidental, like when I accidentally must've in swiping past something said I liked vice. So vice was on my profile as Rachel likes vice. (laughs) So suggesting things to other people as vice is one of the things that Rachel likes. I know not nice. I need to probably go double check. No clue where I signed up for cash offers or what cash offers is or nothing. No idea. Yeah. But because of that, it thought that I would like the journal. It sent me a journal, uh, ad for a journal okay. because I signed up for cash offers. Okay. And it was, um, oh now I like, I can't, 
the, it's like a cutesy, like a journaling. It looks like, you know, like a journaling Bible or something, okay. except for it is called my grievance journal. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, and, it's and not. my grievance journal. And then it's like <laughs> right in here about the most annoying neighbor you ever You're had. Kidding. No, I'm not kidding you. It was like, and I thought, like, <laughs> I thought, this is a lot of bad news I got in one fell swoop. I signed up for cash offers. And, and people out there are yeah, marketing really, a grievance my journal. My first grievance is that I, I My am first grievance up. is that I got in the line of this advertisement. Like, and uh, anyways, in oh, that, wow. the thing that was, in, that is funny to me is that we appear to live in a world that is so dysfunctional that there are people out there who think you can do things like that. Like think you could have a grievance oh, journal where you wrote down all your rude remarks about people and still be a cute person at all. Like right. in any way, like right. that this is not like they think it's a fact that you have things that people, and that this is like a healthy way to, oh, yeah, but it's like, you know what you're doing? This is like the spiritual version of rubbing baby oil on yourself and setting up a bunch of tinfoil panels focused on yourself and going out and, and sunbathing in the desert. Like, this is like, you are killing yourself. Like you are absolutely doing something so destructive. Oh yeah. If you're, it was just funny. And I hope Christian women would not think that a grievance journal would be a good idea, but it's only doing something on the outside visibly that many people do on the inside. There are people who have a grievance journal of the heart. Well, well documented, well thumbed through, well reviewed. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have taken time on their grievance journal in their heart. And they like, like to tell the story to themselves. They like to get Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mm -hmm. all laid out just so on the page. Yes. With... (laughs) With the doodles, with to my gel it. pens and my sweet <laughs> fussing, treasured up for generations. Oh, it's so Anyways, awful! It's yeah. so awful. But my, I guess the point that I was trying to make way back at the beginning of this was that if there's some area of your life where fussing keeps blasting out, mm-hmm. then you need to, you need to do some work here and work through it. And it may be, and I, and I actually do believe this. I think a lot of the reason that people can get so shrill and awful about like theological arguments is because it's the one area that they feel is a holy place to vent. And then they go venting something that is only the product of a very unhealthy heart situation. Well, I might be repeating myself here to either you or everyone listening. I don't know, but I really feel like Facebook is you open it up and it is somebody shouting at you that the Baptists are the worst. And then you've got somebody else Mm. shouting at you. that The Presbyterians don't even know the first thing about the Bible. (laughs) And then you've got someone else saying, Mark can avoid. (laughs) Mark can avoid. Teacher. Mark can avoid is one of my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And then there's somebody else saying, 
So I see that what you're trying to insinuate then is that, and it is always about something Christian. It is. You despise the covenant of God. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. never. And it's like if you're listening to Hillsong, or you know Bethel is this, and and it's just many like, of the things might be accurate. True. It's just a shocking. Um, it's it's just one long. But you know what I'm squabble. saying? That in order for that to happen. In those sorts of places, you have to be all... This is like the basic premise behind the steam engine. Like, the way it goes forward. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the only thing that could propel you forward would be a tremendous amount of pressure and heat cooking up in the back burners, creating the steam that moves the lever that does this. And so I'm just saying, if you routinely get angry about, like, say something like, uh, I get angry about what the, you know, the way the men in this community do this, or if I get routinely angry about people who are not disciplining their kids correctly, or I get angry about this, and it's some area where you actually just feel um, safe because you feel like you seem godly or mm-hmm. godlier when this is the yeah. thing that makes you angry. Yeah. Yeah. But and so you're venting there. Oh yeah. Then what I would like to recommend is that you take a real look at what am I? What is this that's yeah. coming out? Because Absolutely. the kind of anger about they, there just shouldn't be anger about things like theological mistakes people have gotten into and no. if there is an actual cause for righteous anger like you know say a significant you know heresy that someone falls into sure. and you're angry about it even so the sun cannot go down on that yeah right yeah so you have a it actually reminds me of grandpa jim's magnificent piece of counsel that he did do you remember that there was a situation where a woman had found out her husband was unfaithful. Okay. And I think he's... Grandpa actually was in this situation more than one time. Oh, of course. This council. Yeah. This is the count. But his... His comment, and this is breathtaking and okay. amazing, okay. was you have a half hour to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that I would even be the one to say that, except for... That's a big ticket. Like, it was like you, the anger is not a long phase that you are allowed to be in. Like, the anger has to be dealt with before the Lord. And he wasn't saying you won't be tempted to be continuing to struggle with this. But he was saying this is not going to become your backpack. Like, you are not going to carry wrath and malice around Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of the thing is, like, if there's a genuine reason that something made you angry, then you need to deal with it before the Lord and be done with it in a a short amount of time. But the the perpetual squabble of the comments on some inane thing. It'll be like, everybody's mad now about, well, maybe what did gospel coalition say next? You know, 
they're mad about this, they're huffy about that, yeah. they're denouncing the other thing, then they're denouncing the person denouncing. that denounced the Those other thing. Those are the ones, denouncing and marking and avoiding. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, that is so the And wrong the thing tone. that you should do is mark and avoid your own tunes like that. <laughs> like, mark your attitude and avoid that attitude. But, but here's the other thing, is you can mark and avoid loads of people. I There's plenty of people that I avoid more or less without even trying. And then other people that you have to actually try to just avoid it. You know, I'm, I'm talking about the internet, not people you run around the block when you see them coming. Yeah. But sure, mark and avoid. But you know what? That's very different than writing big treatises on the internet about how you're marking and My avoiding. My hypothesis because at that, point, that you're I've not only... avoiding very much, are you? Really, no. really, you're obsessing about yeah, it. I think that maybe my opinion that I just now produced because I never thought of it before is that maybe the driving energy for people who are always sifting through the internet for assorted things is actually trying to find a place to vent all the rest maybe. of their ill yeah, maybe. humors. Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. And the problem is, is I do think that people develop a taste for it where it's like eating a nasty cheese puff that you didn't actually like the taste of, but once you start eating them, you just keep on eating them. So, yeah. Somebody sent me a video. Um, if it's, if it's you who's listening, this is, it, yeah, maybe it might've been one of you. I don't know. Somebody sent me a video that somebody had curated of me at a conference making a remark and I didn't even watch it with with the sound on because it was curated by people that are, I mean, it was like a video of me getting, um, being curated by people who are making never telling the else. truth yeah, about what sure. we believe or yeah. never telling, you know, like they're... Yeah. They have no intention of telling the truth, and they're not interested in telling the truth. And sure. Because it was a video, um, I feel like this was because of a video, oh, anyway, whatever the case, it was one of these situations, someone saying how I'm a dangerous heretic and a yeah, yeah. deep evil. We know how you are. I'm a deep evil monster. Yeah. And someone was like, yeah. can you provide the context for this? And I'm just like, no, I can't. I could. I mean, you could probably go find where sure. the where this person who hates us, where they combed through the internet to find this yeah. clip of me making a comment to put in other context to make it look like I am clearly yeah. a villain. Yeah. Is like, I, I don't care to get engaged. I don't care enough to get involved. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, yeah. huh. But also, yeah. I think it may have been, there was somebody messaged me a questions about, um, Beck, didn't I, didn't I send you that screenshot that someone was like, someone shared a quote of mine on a Facebook page of Elizabeth Elliot quotes or something. Somebody, okay. somehow I got mentioned in this and somebody was to the rescue of do not share these quotes from this daughter of a cult leader and oh, they yeah. love the, yeah, everything that all the dirty yucky things they could say about you and yeah and one of the one of the ones I was like please provide some kind of <laughs> someone someone responded to this woman and but the thing was she and her sister call women Dale Donuts <laughs> oh yeah you did <laughs> And I was like, we do not, we, we talk about we a have. day of donut 
a ponic genre, and uh, we do not drive, we do not troll around the town pointing at people and calling them Dale Donuts. But if we did, but if we did, we'd have a reason. I don't know. If we did, I don't know. It would be one of the less important social issues. I just got so (laughs) tickled by the like accusation number one. They call people. Day yeah. old donuts. Yeah, we gotta we gotta reconsider our ways. I don't Rachel. know. That made me laugh. Yeah. That's really. But funny. we're really we have we're running up into yeah, an we, hour. Yeah. The baby we is awake. I need to use the bathroom before uh, I go yeah. home. So okay, okay. Bego tip. Give it a, a really. Oh, you already did Christmas ornaments. Bego yeah. already gave yeah. a great tip. I did. It was a good one. I mean, if you have another one, feel free to share it. Now. I think I already I gave mean, another tip, which was mean, fix your kid's hair before you take them you know, mm-hmm. out traveling. Mm-hmm. And my tip is right after you have a baby, order live. <laughs> Don't do that. That's and a- then hide it somewhere <laughs> so that it won't be a danger to everyone. And then question your choices. Through. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> That's my hot tip. All right. Until next okay. time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.